0: Welcome back to the 12th Blindcast episode. I have, we'll start, uh, we'll first start off with the introductions, I have uh, myself, Alex Martin, uh, to my left, go introduce yourself. Andrew Rain, Andrew, and Chris Burt, and Christopher Critter-Burt,
1: and Penny, Penny's and Penny. here. Penny. Oh yeah, Penny. Penny's here today. And
0: if uh, if everyone or anybody listening to this follows us on Instagram, you will know Penny as the Black Lab. Her famous shot is on the uh, website with the moose paddles, yep. the moose sheds. So, you'll rec- you'll recognize I her if you, you go to Instagram.
1: I found another one.
0: You found another moose.
1: Yeah. Paddle. I yeah yeah. When I did. did you find that? Well, when I was going grouse hunting with my dad, I just forgot really? to bring it up.
2: When did you go with your dad
1: grouse hunting? After Thanksgiving.
2: Oh. You yeah. guys found a moose shit. Yeah. You need to draw that moose tag. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Someday. Start
2: putting in for it. Oh, I think you do, don't you? Yeah, every year, every I year. haven't gotten it yet. Yeah. Someday. Someday I could
1: get one of them big, big animals.
0: So last time we were talking on the podcast, we were heading back from a hunt. And it was, it was fun to listen to that back and see how we all remembered it a little differently. <clears throat> and being in that, uh, fresh mindset of, of just being out all day, blasting birds. Now we're sitting down. <clears throat> have had a we had a wild game dinner tonight. We had two dishes of deer. Right, Made them minute. Tacos, fajita style, mm-hmm. tacos. And what was the one you brought over?
1: My brother made it. It's a he called it barbacoa, and it's um it's like a I think he did it like it's part part uh, the the uh, back ham of the deer, and part like pork butt. And then he, I'm not quite sure how he made it, but he gave me some and I gave you guys some. It was, it it
0: was, was good. Well, it was I was really surprised because you didn't tell us right away that it was mixed pork with pork. And I'm like, this tastes a lot like pork. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good.
1: I think he definitely slow cooked it. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I'm pretty sure he cooked it. He used, I'm pretty sure he used a uh, slow cooker.
2: Like a pressure cooker? No, like a big crock pot. Oh. But I'll have to ask him, but it was good. I liked it. There's some secret ingredient in it. I don't know what it was. Yeah. And the second uh, meat
0: was, uh, it was an Idaho, I think it was a whitetail buck.
2: I think so.
0: Guy at work, his brother-in-law is a big game hunter, and so he'll bring us in some stuff every once in a while mm-hmm. that his brother-in-law gives him. So we cooked that up. It was just ground deer, and there was some fat that they had mixed in with it. And it, yep. We put some taco sauce on it, um, and it was real good, too. Well, you went back home this weekend. went mm-hmm. back home for Chris. What Talk about Skagit County, right? Yep, we
2: went back to Skagit County, Burlington. And it wasn't a hunting trip. No, it wasn't a hunting trip. It was a baby shower trip.
0: But you managed to squeeze yeah. a short hunt.
2: On a Friday morning, squeeze a hunt in. Wasn't the greatest hunt. They haven't got a lot of water, a lot of a lot of rain.
0: <clears throat> yeah, so talk about how the waterfowl typically act right now Because and, and, 'cause I, I've never hunted over there and what you mean, you've hunted a few yeah. times.
2: Skagit County it's a lot of it's all like agricultural. So it's a lot of cornfields, like cut cornfields and potato fields. And usually they're flooded and you're hunting in layout blinds or you're hunting around right the edge of the fields.
0: So they just flooded in the fall usually?
2: Yeah. Like this whole week last week when I left it was just raining the whole time. So all the fields are gonna be flooded now and it'll be it'll be really good. But. So when it, because it hadn't been raining, it all froze. Yeah, over. so all this, the little skim water on the ponds, I mean, on the fields were all frozen. So that I don't know where I was hunting, there was no ducks.
0: Now, so the ducks are they're not in the fields because the frozen water. Do they
2: they move out or they move just out to? I think they the, move out to the ocean. They just go to this yeah the sea Even water? The, even the puddle ducks, mm-hmm. even the mallards and everything though it's kind of where you have to like hunt the tide almost. When the tide's out, they're in the inland. I mean, no. When the tide's out, they're eating on the shore. When the tide comes in, they come in into the <clears throat> inland. Have you ever hunted that like mm-hmm. that? Well, I've hunted on the edge of it, and you can you when the tide's in, like you can tell there's like waves of mountains Did you? Have, was a good hunt? Oh yeah, I go with one of my friends, and he has permission to like the whole valley, and we we like out every time. So they're following that food source as it gets mm-hmm. gets exposed yep. when the tide goes out.
1: Because yep. that's that that area is one of the like higher producing. Yeah, I think areas they're right in behind
2: Grant County. They're second. But, yeah, it's Skagit County. And
0: there's yeah. a big snow goose
2: migration. There's lots, too. lots of snow goose.
1: Now, is there a limit on snow goose? I, I don't
2: know. You yeah, have to I'm pick sure some, there's some sort of, there's a like, of goose. You have to, like, take a test, and you have to get a, like, a special tag to shoot snow goose in Skagit County. Oh. Yeah. Why is that? I think because the, the Fur Island is, like, a, a unit there, and they have a big conservation unit on it, so I think... I know there's those uh, know.
1: those Aleutian geese fly that area. Do you yeah. think that's why?
2: They probably don't want you to shoot seagulls too. They look pretty similar. Oh, <laughs> but well, not really. I don't know. To an, to a regular person, a big flock well, of seagulls. Those Aleutian
1: days. geese, they look just like a, well, they look just like a tiny little goose. I, don't like, I, I to, know you. I know mean, you. I mean, there's been shoot, people
0: that have shot llamas and brought them into the game yeah. station as elk. So I
1: believe that some that.
2: people would yeah. shoot
0: seagulls. Game identification, <laughs> yeah. folks.
2: I know. Yeah, that's one thing. I want birds. To do. <laughs> yeah, one thing I want to do is the snow goose. I think it'd be fun because when we're on our way to Kenzie's. Or told me, well, our baby shower, which is yeah, baby, all, Kansas, baby shower. Yeah, it's <laughs> not Kenzie's, it's our baby shower. There's, in Skagit County, they have a lot of like the feel free to hunt mm-hmm. and private property hunting. Well, these people were in this property and had, like a little baby spread, which seems small, but they probably had like 50 goose like, silhouettes out. And like two fields up, Canadian there was geese. like no snow geese. No geese, okay. And about two fields up, the whole field was just blanketed of snow geese. Like, with real geese. Yeah, like tons of them. It's like your spread has to be huge to compete with those things. They were in. There were flocks of, I mean, there's a, there a bunch. I,
1: mean, I think you'd have to have like a big group, like 10, 15 guys. They're all buying oh, stuff. Yeah. You go out there. Oh, yeah.
2: You have to bring like the trailer out like you see on TV and just blank the field.
1: I don't know enough like hunters I even want to go no. with to have a big group like that. No.
2: It would be fun to try it once. I mean, they do it. All I mean, the time I, I would like to, no. but I just don't know that many people. Yeah, I've never heard. never done
0: that. Well, and that many people that are geared up with like, yeah. all the decoys. Yeah. Yeah, that's tricky.
1: I mean, if I knew him, I'd probably just, like, buy a bunch of decoys. That way I could fit in the group. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. Guys, yeah. I just buy bought some decoys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you went out and you just nothing was flying. No,
2: I think I, I called it at, like, nine, and I just drove around scouted. Found some good spots for, for Christmas.
0: I noticed I was looking on the Washington uh, Fish and Wildlife website, and there's a lot of pheasant releases on the west side, Early, well, I guess it kind of was later on. It wasn't that long ago that they had released these, yeah. and as I looked down um, further into the reports that they released, they had been releasing them closer to us. But a lot, lot of them were in the central part of Washington and over the Cascades on the west side. Hmm. Well,
1: I think you were saying, Chris, on the west side, you have to yeah. have to like buy an like upland game. Like a pheasant ticket. Yeah. Cause, and like it's like an extra 80 bucks. I think you said. Because yeah. it's yeah. all released.
0: Yeah, we much. talked about this on the
2: yeah. last one. Yeah. My bad. That's <laughs> well, that's
0: fine. Although, um, yeah, it was an $80 yeah. charge to hunt pheasants yep. over there. Last weekend, we <laughs> we missed quite a bit. And you yep. could tell when we were talking about it that I, I was a little discouraged about my shooting. And I had opened my big mouth earlier this year about <laughs> different chokes and that Yo, you just got to shoot more. And uh, I put plenty of birds down last year. This year I've definitely have had trouble putting birds down. And so I think what happened was uh, Andrew got in my head definitely. and I'm trying. <laughs> so now <laughs> I'm changing out my chokes. Yep. I shot my gun twice this weekend.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: And it was at Quail that were moving – Mach 10, and I missed, and so it just hurt my confidence that much more. I hit both of them last year. I know, and that's the thing. It's like I didn't have an excuse because Andrew dropped your first. Uh, For my first double, double on Quail. First double on yeah,
1: Quail. We were going along, and the cubby goes up, and Penny's jumping around trying to, you know, because she's pretty new to him, and, and Mason is out there. She wasn't quite sure what was happening either.
2: Probably not.
1: But, um, you know, the shooting went down. And then Alex says, You get anything? I said, Two.
0: Two? <laughs> I was like super shocked. The funny part, I don't know, you didn't cover this part, I don't think. We, we, we turned the corner, and these quail were out in the road. Mm. Yeah. And so we, we went to a new area where we we did a morning walk, found some really ducky looking spots, but it was all frozen. Kind of the same issue you were having. And then we started driving this large area of public land, and Very we come around. Large. We come around a 90-degree corner, and in the road are uh, a group of quail.
1: Out getting some gravel.
0: Yeah, gravel in the, in the middle of the dirt road. On the right is private. On the left is public. So we're sitting there wondering what we should do. Just
1: like trying with our minds.
0: We're <laughs> like, yeah, we're trying to like move them over, go left. And they ended up going right. Yep. So I said, "Heck with it, we're just going to drive past them real slow." As I drive past, they jump up and they go into the public land. we were like, "Sweet!"
1: We just jumped out. <laughs> we
0: we parked up a little ways and then walked. Uh, they were they were hanging kind of next to the fence line, mm-hmm. just right off the fence line there.
1: But that was pretty cool. Nice. The only action
0: we had all weekend.
1: Yeah. Well, for you, I had an action the day before. But.
0: Yeah, you went hunting with your yeah. uncle, cousin, and, and brother.
1: Yeah. It was a great hunt. We, um, we went to actually, we did, we went to a pheasant release site huh? and so this is the second time that I've hunted with my uncle this year. And if you've listened in the past, he has a dog, a German Wirehair pointer, named Tana. And he has a dog, that's pretty polished up. Like it goes out, it hunts and he hunts hard with it all the time. And so, but I had brought Penny the first time and I was pretty nervous to bring Penny out with him. Because he's, if you do something wrong, he's going to tell you, He'll probably make you feel bad about it.
0: <laughs> well, your uncle will?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not, you're not going to be like, hear it just once. He's going to, like, really hammer it in. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want Penny to do anything wrong. So on the first kind of walk, we were in some, you know, high cover grass, walking to this first area of Russian olives, which.
0: So is it like an actual olive, or what do you say, Russian olive? Russian olive is
1: a tree that grows in arid areas in, in Washington, and it's, it's a leafy tree that drops olives about the size of your, about your pinky nail. And the, in these areas, whether it be quail, partridge, or pheasant, in the wintertime, they like really subsist off these trees, because they're dropping these olives quite often. And they are, they're not just like, like, like with grain, it's going to give them some calories, but these olives have some oil in them. So it actually gives them some fat too. It's a really big thing for them to live off in the wintertime.
0: So you can find a group of these trees. There's
1: possibly going to be, you know, some birds birds there, especially, you know, in like where these are growing. They're, and they're not, um, they're not a, like a, a natural species for Washington. I don't know how they got here, but they were put in by somebody but they're really good food source for these upland game birds. So the first one we went into, uh, Hannah, she's looking really birdie. She's got her nose down and her tiny little crop tails just going nuts. And, and Penny, I'm having, and while, while Hannah's hunting, I'm having Penny at heel. She's doing really good. She's not jumping around, but she's She's quite a whiner, you guys. Do you have that.
0: her on a leash at all, or just I had
1: her on a leash, but I took her off because she was just being really good. That dog, for like, now yeah, we let him run around for like three minutes. She was tired of playing around with Tana. Tana put her said, "Hey, we're hunting." Like, get you know, nipped her a couple times, and mm-hmm. she was she was ready to hunt. Nothing like hunting with Mason no. at all, where they,
2: they they play the whole time. They like
1: tackle each other for the first like mile and a half of walking, and then <laughs> they can get into it. She was like automatically ready to hunt. It was pretty cool. So I walked her out to this um, to this Russian olive grove. And I took her off the leash and had her at heel. And she just waited with me. And no birds on that one. So I took her to the next one. And I kind of was acting as a blocker. So I went, <clears throat> I went all the way around and waited for them to kind of come toward me. And I heard the shot. And my brother dropped a, a pheasant. And we were going to have him here so he could tell a story because I've never shot a pheasant over a point before.
0: Mm. Right, because the dog sat there, pinned mm-hmm. it down. Pinned it down. Mm-hmm.
1: And this is late in the season for this area. They released these birds a while back. So these are, you know, the track stars that are still there. So he, I wish he was here to tell a story, but I'm going to step in for him. So he's with my my uncle and there. So if I'm on the, like, the north end of the... So
0: back up, when okay. you mean track stars... They're the runners, right? So explain what that means. And, and
1: <clears throat> well, if the birds are running, they're, they're harder to get. You can't see them run, and they're not flying because they're they're in good cover. That's where mm-hmm. they want to be is where in the grass that they can kind of run underneath and get away from you. So if you never if you never see them fly, you don't shoot
0: them. Right. So the goal is to get mm-hmm. in there close enough so they feel threatened or they have to fly. They can't run to get away.
1: Yeah, and that's why like I was set up as a blocker, so they. If they got to me, and, I, and Penny, I had Penny roving on the other side, There's a possibility that it would flush. But with this one, luckily, Tana, like my my, my uh, uncle said to Jess, okay, it's looking really birdie. And I wish I would have been there to kind of witness it. I'd be able to tell a story about it. But in his words, he's hunting my uncle's, like he's pretty deliberate. And he goes, you know, come here, he's looking really dirt, really, really birdie. And Tana gets really low, gets on point. And he tells my brother, you know, come up behind and touch her on her on her leg. And cause that that's his sign, kind of that. Some some trainers use the like the word woe to like mm-hmm. to, to let him know that you're coming up on them. So <clears throat> he just says, you know, Tana, wait, wait, wait. And they touch her on the leg to kind of know where she was. And then there's two commands he either gives. He either stomps on the ground, and that kind of, you know, is kind of like makes her bolt. Or he says, you know, flush up. And she was, like, nailed in. She, like, couldn't move from the for him saying to flush up. So he stomped on the, on the ground. She went in. And boom. Pheasant down. I wished. I, I was, like, really jealous. Like textbook style. Textbook. Yeah. Like something you just kind of see. What you want. What you dream. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my uncle said it best, you know. Perfect point. Perfect flush. Perfect shot. And then... My brother doesn't peas. My my brother doesn't wear a bird vest. He has this thing just like plopped over his shoulder and he goes, here you go. He hands it to me. So I have to carry it around. The whole day. <laughs> now in this area, because it is a release site, you had to use Steel Shot. Yeah. I didn't know we were gonna hunt a state release site, so i had brought in all that. So my uncle, he's always making fun of the gun I shoot with. He goes, Okay, here you go, Andrew. Here's some three and a half three shot you're gonna hunt with this today
0: <laughs> get old <little> duck load
1: <laughs> so i was like prepared to kill every anything and everything all i shot that day were quail and i shot three of them but one of them flushed up this was penny's flush it flushed up right five feet in front of me and i toasted it and
0: it Yeah. Just, so this is with the three shot.
1: Yeah, all th- uh, just feathers, just feathers flying, flopping oh, down.
2: Man, <laughs> I was like,
1: "Oh, okay." So she went and found it, and she brought it back, and I said, "You know, drop." And she dropped it, and then I said, "No, go ahead. You eat that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one's yours." Because it was gross. It was just like from the back. It was. It was like roadkill. It was yeah. bad, but
0: she liked it. <laughs> So, for people listening, the uh, quail is what you're imagining. That's the real small, tweedy bird, mm-hmm. pretty little, little California thing. quail and with and you. It, it's just low, till sm- I smoked it yeah. with those M3. <laughs> it's
1: like I threw a brick at it, you know, 1,550 feet per second. <laughs> but that being said, I shot awesome that day. And my uncle again said, Good shooting, Andrew. Yeah, <laughs> I felt you
0: good were talking himself. yourself up quite a bit on Sunday. And then it, me missing and you shooting two in a row didn't help the fact. So
2: the has been kind
0: of hard to live with these last couple <laughs> hunts.
1: Yeah, I probably should get a new choke. Yeah. What choke are you shooting right now? I'm shooting the, the heavy shot mid-range. Is that just a modified Raleigh? You know, I don't exactly know what it is. Hmm. But I also have the extended range. Hmm. And my uncle, I you know, he was asking me about the chokes I was using. He, uh... He asked me to pattern the extender range and I did it at like 25, 30 ish yards. I like took the center right out of the pattern page. It was, just, it was tight. Oh, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, so it works. Pretty good pattern. Yeah. That's the, the sniper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just note the goose killer.
1: I had to take that off earlier in the year because I wasn't shooting good. And I just, I said, okay, well, I need a bigger, bigger pattern. I was missing everything.
2: I was with you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so you probably switch your switch your chokes out, Andrew. Uh, so you have patterned your gun? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to do that. I've never done that, actually. It'd probably be a cool. good idea. Maybe we should do that
0: well, one day. I made a mistake last year when I cleaned my gun. I think I failed to put any type of uh, gun oil on the choke. So I actually have not been able to change my choke out. It's seized in there hmm yeah Yeah. you're (laughs) tough i was trying to use cords i don't have a choke tool
2: Yeah, that's why i'm going to try
0: to buy one of those and get it to work if that doesn't work i saw where you can take a reamer bit and you tamper it in you tap 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 and you you force it into the choke Mm -hmm. and and then you put Mm -hmm. it it out take a wrench and you put your barrel in a vise with some you know take like a uh, some towel and fold it over and then vice it in and then oh that makes me nervous yeah so you you basically ruin your choke to get it out so that's my last resort i've I've put some lubricant on it and trying to see if it'll it'll unseize but it's stuck i've i ruined like well like a buck 50 and change yeah like i was twisting these quarters well
1: he called me up and i said oh put some like brake cleaner on there or something yeah and then well my my gun has a camo coat on it. it's gonna take it off so it kind of changed the idea
0: yeah, the cleaner would like mm. just strip it. So we, I didn't do that. I did put um, some just gun oil, and I did have some type of lubricant to, that I put on there. Have you tried it again, or has it just been <clears throat> sitting? No, I shot with it this weekend. and oh, I yeah. haven't done it. I, I cleaned my gun out, but so I just haven't.
2: Bring your barrel to work, and we could, we could probably figure something
0: out. Yeah, that's what I might. Yeah, I want. I'm just gonna out. go buy a choke tool. Yeah, try that first. Choke <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: wrench.
0: Yeah, buy a choke with that comes with the tool.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah, a lot
2: yeah. of them come with tools. Yeah. So you. Know you but yourself. I felt
0: my age when I was working on this thing because I had a pair of pliers and a quarter. So usually, if your chokes uh, oiled up, you can just grab a quarter by bare hand and, mm. and twist it, and it'll come off. Well, I couldn't do that, so I'm thinking I'm. So I, I grabbed a pair of pliers, grabbed a quarter, put it on there, and I had my arm up, my right, my left hand's holding the barrel, my right hand, uh, el my elbows up at a ninety, and I'm prying on it and i'm pushing forward and something in my shoulder like a like a stinger in football you know like went up my shoulder i'm like ow 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 (laughs) (laughs) like my whole shoulder like had a stinger up it like man that would that's a sign of getting older right there (laughs) you know how to
2: like avoid these problems get an extended choke tube i was gonna say get one like andrew has where it's above your use your hand it's
1: gnarled you don't even have to use it gnarled up up.
0: yeah I, i know this was that came with the gun, and yeah. I'm cheap. Yeah. I know I'm, those chokes <laughs> aren't cheap.
2: <laughs> no, they're yeah, not. They're expensive. They're not cheap. I don't. And like
1: you said, who knows if they're worth it? But I was like, it's just like fishing. Anything that's going to help you catch yeah, fish, true. anything that's going to help you shoot better. True, I get it. I was listening to this guy. Uh, gosh, I forget his name. He has his books called like a, a Fireside Campers book, and he was a Fireside Hunters book. And he was a, a writer for, I think, Outdoor Life. And he was talking about um, about trap shooting and how a lot of guys will lift their chin. And he said, oh, I, I have the best idea ever because people who shoot trap will buy anything to make him shoot better. Mm-hmm. He said... He could make something. This was a long time ago. I, I don't know when he wrote it. He said he's gonna take tape and put uh, Velcro on the tape on his on his cheek and partly on the gun. <laughs> way he can't lift your face off the gun. <laughs> Anything to help.
0: So uh, in little league baseball, I had a problem of pulling my head. Same deal, right? You don't take your eye off the ball. You're pulling your head. and You're looking looking for the fence. Yeah. So what I would do is I would bite my t-shirt. My dad goes, bite your t-shirt. So i bite my t-shirt, and I'd swing, and I'd keep my head down. Uh-huh. So I'm going to start doing that when I'm shooting next time. That's a <laughs> good idea. See really? helps. I know. You get a slobbery-ass t-shirt, but <laughs> it worked. You got yeah. a dip in your
1: mouth. You might have a stained-up t-shirt,
0: too. <laughs> Saving some for later or yeah. <laughs> So my hunt Saturday, I took I, I sat Mason this weekend for Chris. And I went out to the spot. We jumped all those pheasants mm-hmm. by myself and I'm going, pheasants are in here. I had, I, I felt like I had the wrong shot in mm-hmm. and this time I said, you know, I have some lead, uh, four shot. That's was for, you know, the name of it was like Prairie Storm or something. So it's yeah. like, it's for shooting pheasants, right? So I'm like, I'm getting off the duck game. I'm get, I'm going to put lead in. And I'm not going to worry about shooting any waterfowl, because you can't shoot it if you have lead on you. So I walked that same area, didn't see one pheasant, and I saw a couple dozen ducks <laughs> jump out. <No. laughs> I'm like, gosh dang it.
1: Now, was this the same area that we went last?
2: Yeah, the yeah. same, same area. Yep. There's always ducks in there when it freezes.
1: Now, I was reading some stuff about pheasant hunting, because getting more interested in it now that I have a dog. Say that pheasants are, pardon me, they 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 have habits. So a lot of times, if you shoot, you know, if there's a whole bunch of pheasants in there at a certain time, there's a good possibility that they're going to be in there again at that same time, Hmm. and they're not going to travel away from there too too much. So, you know, say we go back there, we're going to kind of want to go in there the same time we were there.
2: See if we can get there like 11. I
1: I don't know. (sighs) I wish I knew, but we don't
2: know. I was thinking out. about it
1: for like three hours last night. Oh, I was doing other things. Obviously, I was just sitting on the couch. Right but... <laughs> around noon. I think so, too. I think it's right around noon. But I did I did read that. And I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. That they don't travel away from the water that much, and they don't travel away from their food source, and they're, they're pre- pretty much, you said, a clock by them.
2: It's probably the time and the weather.
0: You said traveling away from like their food source in the water. That remind me, um, we were talking about those otters we saw last mm-hmm. weekend. Oh yeah. And I said that I didn't know much about them. So I, I decided to like look stuff up and I, and I found that they, the males will travel up to 150 miles. Like their territory. 150 miles? Yeah, well they'll travel. Because we were, we were surprised we'd see them out there like where, oh,
2: uh-huh.
0: You know. <laughs> so the river otters, they primarily will live near the ocean. You know, and they'll travel in and out of the channels, mm-hmm. and and then they are in this area too as well, because you know obviously we've seen them.
2: Yeah.
0: But um, they they'll the males will travel up to 150 miles, and the females um, with their families will only travel travel like 10 to 25 miles really? per per season mm-hmm. a year. And then we were talking about how big they were, and I was spot on. They get up to four feet. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that, that's a big. <clears throat> you know mm-hmm. fur bearing animal yeah it is and then they they get from like 20 to 28 pounds so being the that's a river otter now there's a sea otter how how big you guys think a sea otter would get compared to a river otter they look chunkier i'm thinking they're like but older. they get they get mistaked for uh, sea uh is it sea lions or seals they get they make a they mistake for seals because
1: oh, they look they those are the ones that are laying on their back and like that yeah. stuff
2: they keep really I'm and they thinking they're like 35 pounds my guess six foot 80 pounds dang 80 pounds big that's really? got a ladybug
0: land on me
2: Sorry. that's a little bigger i thought <laughs> i guess they have more food probably
0: yeah and we were talking about like their vegetation and like what they're eating well yeah. they're eating they're eating fish but they typically feed on like slow-moving fish yeah it's so like suckers and, yeah. and things like that that are not like... Well, in the ocean, but they I do, they do, like the river otters even will follow salmon runs up. I see that. So when the salmon run right up, you'll see them way up these river mm.
2: systems. I, in the ocean, I see them eating <laughs> clam, clams and oysters. Yeah, yeah they, there's, there's all sorts but of they're stuff. They're not really Crack yeah. them on their chest. Yeah, laying on their back, yeah. just hanging I also,
1: like read or saw something somewhere that when they sleep, they hold hands. Oh, I didn't know that. Like the sea otter ones. So I looked up the name of that book I was talking about. It's a, a hunter's fireside book, Tales of Dogs, Ducks, and Birds by Gene Hill. I have one that's so called on How Audible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I might
2: have to sign it. It's it's a really good one.
1: It's a it's it's quite it's it's everything's just mm-hmm. a short story article yeah. kind of thing. And it you know, you don't have to listen very long, but you ever read any
0: Pat McManus? You know, mm-hmm. they shoot canoes or No. He's, he, he passed away like a, a couple years ago, but he was out in North Idaho. Okay. And he wrote, oh, it's all short type stories, funny stories about the outdoors. And he's got some pretty hilarious, you know, like encounters with, because he did a lot of fishing as a young kid. Yeah. Encounters with, um, I guess, slow elk or cows, cattle. Okay. While well, he's fly fishing and chasing out of the fields and stuff. That sounds cool. Yeah, so it's pretty funny. And then I have another book, and I haven't dove into this one yet, but it's it's a book and it says uh, the title is How to Shit in the Woods. So I think that one will be an interesting one to get into. <laughs>
1: There's all kinds of ways. But yeah, Pat, yep. Pat
0: McManus got a lot of books that are.
1: I don't know that one. Do you know? Um, You'd enjoy. Them. This guy's uh, name is Capstick. Um, Hathaway something Hathaway Capstick. He writes books about, like, the heyday of, like, you know, hunting in Africa. Mm. And he was also a writer for, I think, outdoor Life. for.
0: So the heyday b- being prior to high fences or.
1: Like in the 40s and 50s, kind of like, like when, uh, like the celebrities were going and hunting there. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and none of the animals, well, they didn't, they weren't used to people, like, yeah. shooting them with. With rifles, Like, there was just so, like, an abundance of game. And he has all these stories of, you know, just terrible stuff of animals coming into camp, like, and this, like, antelope stabbing this guy with his, its horns and, like, running around with it on its head.
0: With the guy on his head? Yeah.
1: And he also wrote a book. It's called Death in the Long Grass. Have you ever seen the movie The Ghost in the Darkness? About mm. the lions of Savo?
0: I don't think I have. Mm-mm. I suggest reading
1: that guy's stuff or watching that movie it's pretty good
0: it sounds intense it is intense like the Revenant type stuff
1: yeah, yeah. he writes with a air of satire so it's kind of like well that kind of sounds like it be really scary to be there but it's kind of Funding. So he makes the guy
0: getting ran right around on top of the. It's
1: satirical. It's like, uh, the, it's like the Coen brothers. Oh, okay. Like, you know, when you're mm. watching Fargo, you're not like, oh, that's gross. You're like, oh, just got put in that wood chipper. <laughs> it's
0: kind of like that. Back to Artifacts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Artifacts. Oh, I, I'm, I'm almost all out of Otterfax. That's it. But they, um, oh, I, so they. They're homes. Right? They, do they go underground? Right. So they their openings are they'll use abandoned beaver huts, they'll use logs, they'll use, you know, rock formations and stuff, but their their exits and entrance is underwater. So when the water freezes and then once the water freezes, a lot of times the water levels will drop in lakes and they use that air pocket in between the water and oh, so cool. the ice and they just chill out underneath there. So they could be running around under there and you could be ice fishing even and you would never know. <clears throat> So
1: I wonder what kind of fish are back there If they're eating fish
0: That's mm-hmm. what I th- You know Because you were saying they eat uh, In the ocean Clams and different things But what else would be down there that Snails eat? There's a, But there's the
1: tiny snails. little snails Just snails. those tiny freshwater Maybe species.
2: that's what they're eating They're probably just gorge, gorge themselves, themselves on They must land. travel a long ways on land To get to all those little wars. Does it say on like, how Oh the, travel the, on the place where well, they is it, live like Is like they're dead miles. Well is that in water probably Isn't it yeah. Or across everything
0: they're, they're just their travel, like, <clears throat> easy, oh, like gotcha you know, and they really don't. The river doesn't have a lot of predators in the water. Me you sure. know, most times when they're when they get uh, preyed upon, it's uh, coyotes, bobcats, mountain lions, things like that that catch them mm. out of water. Gotcha. But I bet those things would put a heck of a fight
2: up. Oh yeah. I want to mess with those.
1: You train it up to retrieve your ducks. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. (laughs) You know how I was saying, we were talking about these one time, and I said that Penny wanted to go make friends with him? Mm -hmm. This morning, at 6 o'clock, I took her for a walk, and there was a monster raccoon outside my house. She had no interest in wanting to be friends with that. She went after that wanting to kill it. She just knew that that was not her friend. It was kind of fun. Yeah, she went after it like crazy.
2: Did you
1: what a out there? Uh, she found a skunk in a tree near grouse hunting this year,
2: hmm.
1: and uh, luckily enough, she didn't get sprayed by it. Yeah, she was barking at it. She was like pawing at the tree that it was inside, and I walked over there and I said, "Come on, it's probably a you know, it's either a skunk or a porcupine," and it was a skunk. She Has
2: sprayed. Mason been sprayed? No, she's never been sprayed. No,
0: nope, I've never had anything like that. Or porcupine. You guys haven't ran a porcupine
2: yet. Not yet. I'm worried. My my, buddy's, my oh. buddy's dog had that happen where it, I don't know what, it was our old dog, and she was, my old dog, Abby, was barking. Was regular shit. So we went over there, and my buddy's dog was on top of the porcupine, like ripping the back apart. And we look at her, her whole face, inside her gums, tongue, whole face covered in porcupine little. Mm. little. She got the porcupine. Oh, oh, yeah, she'd kill it. All right. So. But there was, so all, like, the whole day we were, like, pulling them out, and we went home and pulled them out more, and we, he said he put her in the back of their truck, and then the rest of them just kind of just fell out
1: hmm. by, uh,
2: like, the tongue, top of the mouth, gums, everywhere. So,
1: is it kind of like a one and done kind of thing? Like
2: I, I think so. It's, or do, do like they, the,
1: no, like, your dog attack a porcupine once, and then goes, oh, that hurt, I'm not doing that. I don't too. know, it wasn't, or do it was my dog. On, like, so what get know. after him? I don't they had know, a taste
0: but, for
2: that
1: porcupine,
0: but... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. No, it was terrible. It so, was like, did they come out by themselves? Or do you think, like, if that dog was uh, reliant on itself, would it
2: be done? Like, do you think it would have survived that? I, I don't know. It wasn't... I don't know. It might have survived. But it would it would be uncomfortable for a while. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, you know, coyotes and stuff do that. They probably have... Get, the pine every yeah. once in a while, and they survive. Well, they might. I, don't I think
1: they probably like.
2: They're probably smarter. They probably
1: do it like one time, and then say, "Oh, that hurts." They cause... probably just
2: bite the head. And I mean,
1: they're they're, they're they're cagey. Coyotes yeah, like, are cagey. They're like they see, you, they're gone. We saw a coyote kind of this
0: weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, right yeah. next to the visitor center. <laughs> oh, man, perfect. We <laughs> were on this uh, park, and they have a visitor center, and there is no one there on a Sunday, but
1: still would have been legal to hunt. But yeah.
0: Well, yeah, it would have been a little. Should have pulled the trigger. But it was gone pretty quick. Yep, it didn't want.
1: You see the like the bloodlust rising in Alex's eyes. He's <laughs> <was> like,
0: oh! <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Panic. I panicked. We just sat there. <laughs> we, we
1: watched for a little bit. We also find a found a bathroom in the middle of this. I don't know how many acres really that property is, but that bathroom right by that lake.
0: Yeah, well, the state land is fairly big, but the. What makes it so large is all the BLM around it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's big and there's some private yeah. that, that you could feel free to hunt on. Uh,
0: speaking of coyotes, um, you've met my uncle Craig. They did a coyote mm-hmm. tournament over in eastern Montana, and he took mm-hmm. second.
2: I, they, I don't know if they
0: have ever taken that tournament recently. Yeah, I saw it. All, I, I haven't talked to him about it. Oh well.
1: What do you do for a tournament for a coyote? You just call them in. How many yotes you get?
0: Uh, that and there's a big dog award, biggest dog smallest dog
2: you need to talk to talk to craig get him a podcast you know i don't
0: really like calling. he might dogs. do it. i don't know i don't know i but think that's... i think him and his wife have been listening so hopefully he's listening call right him now. out right now i'd rather i'd get rather running. call
1: him coyotes or yotes rather than dogs i think i like dogs a little too much
0: mm-hmm. oh that's funny i um I dried some of my deer this last year. <laughs> so like some of the scraps that you don't, you know, can't really use unless you really grind it and cut all the fat yep. away. So what oh, yeah. I did is I made some strips out of them, put it in my smoker for 24 hours. And then so dried them all out, mm. cut them up and packaged them. And I was like, well, my plan is is you guys have the dogs. But when I go on my walks, I'm going to give these dogs a couple of treats of this and they'll be on my, my hip the whole time. I like you. I'll kind of steal them away from you guys. <laughs> so I bring this package of uh, dog treats with me that I made. Um, and Andrew picks it up. And, and on the package, it, it, all I put on there was 2018 dog. So he re- he picks it up. He's like, dog. <laughs> he's like, I'm like I should have put dog treats. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I thought you were cooking up coyote.
0: Yeah, no. I Yeah, yeah 2018 dog. I was like, yeah, that probably doesn't look that good, <laughs> but the dogs
1: went nuts for it, they really enjoyed it,
0: yeah. And some of the pieces were still good, so I joined, a- I joined them, with, yeah. <laughs> ate a couple of
1: them, might as well. but I left
0: the fat on them, mm-hmm. so it was real, um, real greasy or mm-hmm. that uh, waxy kind of yeah. Like, tallow, yeah, yeah. Real, ta- real waxy. It was good though,
1: like, it keeps that, it does keep in your mouth. A-
0: like mm-hmm. for a long time. You feel like on the top of your, like on your tongue and on the roof of your mouth. Like. Yep. What if you think you make a candle out of that stuff?
1: Well, it makes soap out of tallow.
0: Yeah, that's true. I don't know how well you'd smell. You, you made
1: d- deer tallow soup. Deer <laughs> soap. Deer tallow soap. You'd probably go deer hunting. Right? Yeah,
0: so you go deer hunting and you your new scent. <laughs> Bri already thinks I smell. I mean, imagine if I started bathing with deer tallow. Deer, after, deer. after a hard day in the field, it's like get your butt in the shower, boy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you just be like, you know how they have the uh, old, the old spice commercials with the mm. guys.
0: You just be like a real man. <laughs> Wash with deer soap. So do so we tell. You know, I and mean, then you could dry it on the hoof. Like put it on the yeah. hoof. So right, like using the hoof That's as like the, the back scratcher.
1: So I, I we talked about this earlier, and I, I was thinking about it today. Speaking of smelling like deer. I was cleaning my truck today because, it, it, you know, I hunt in it and I work with it a lot. And it, it was full of stuff and it was filthy. So I was it out and it had a, it had an odor in there.
2: I didn't, know, I didn't know what it
1: was, but I needed to go find it. And an I was, odor? Yeah.
2: Smelly odor? Something smelled.
1: I found what it was, but... <laughs> I don't need to talk about that. It, I can't all say it now. It was an old dip cup. It, oh, I'd yeah. It was in there are... for a while. Mm. <laughs> it got a little swampy. Ew. Anyways, Ew. I was thinking to myself, you know, you're going out to your your deer, um, deer stand and your truck smells bad. All the stuff you're doing to make yourself smell like the woods and not smell like a human, you're, it doesn't matter. So you have to have a clean truck when you're hunting too.
0: Well, there's that, but a lot of people will... Put it in totes. Especially uh, bow hunters will put mm. it in plastic totes. Oh, and I'm they'll good. put the, the clothes in, in plastic bags in plastic totes. So,
1: like, they get... Out of their truck. Then
0: they get
2: dressed? Yeah, they take up mm. and they... they that's dress. what I do. Well, yeah, I, well, especially I after work. Yeah.
0: I mean, we're in a, a foundry that's got core uh, gas and you smell... Not your smells. Yeah, Terrible. Yeah. So I I put all my stuff in a tote and then I... Mm. As soon as I... I have to wash it almost every time I use it. when I, mm. after I If I use it after work. Yeah. But I didn't really have any trouble, I don't think, with deer picking it up.
2: Well, you're yeah. in a tree stand. You're a little higher up. So tree stand. So it's a little easier, but so...
0: Well, yeah. And it was dry out, so I think that helps a little bit with scent. Yeah. So like, if, if you go out on, on like, a, a morning where it's rained and you can just smell the woods, you smell everything, I think that the scent is just kind of opens up mm-hmm.
2: and the animals can pick it up a little
1: Well, more. it snowed this week.
2: I was just going <laughs> to...
1: And it snowed, and Penny's seen snow before, but the morning I brought her out, that when it snowed... She was on every track yep. and trail around the house, just sniffing yep. it all the way down just because it, you know, it, it was, they could follow
2: it's it. It was fresh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. When I brought Mason over, she was like halfway down your road, just like following something. I have no idea what, but she just followed the on track. It. Yep. It was pretty cool. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's how they, they, you know, in the wintertime, houndsmen will track the, the, um, big cats. They use the, the, the snow cause it, it just leaves such a strong scent.
0: Mm -hmm. and I think they can they can tell that they cut a semi fresh track too
1: yeah well I thought that was pretty pretty interesting just watching her do that and so I I took advantage of it and dragged some bird skins in it and uh, she she goes after them like crazy
0: it's fun to watch the dogs work and Mm -hmm. uh, you really start paying attention to the dog and not so much on what you're doing and you it's fun to they you can tell when they they find something and they'll run that scent up and they'll get a ways away from you, and they're going, ah, that's not, you know, they're not quite sure. And they'll come back and then they'll run a scent and then they'll come back. Or the wind will change. Yeah, that happened a couple times.
1: And both dogs go, whoo, and they'll run in the same
0: direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and at the truck, when I pulled those treats out, they, they saw me pulling the treats out and, mm-hmm. and making noise with the wrapper. And then I got up wind from them and they both like (laughs) walked in on me (laughs) like what's that
1: (laughs) well we were when we were walking which i thought was pretty interesting you said oh there's some something got killed here and there were some like little entrails Mm -hmm. and the wind changed both the dogs Mm -hmm. just like went right where he was
0: it was a leftover from uh, a hawk or something Gotcha.
1: and they just both of them just went they just yeah i think I think that uh, I, think a hawk, I
0: think a hawk must have killed something. Mm-hmm. I think
1: Penny's going to be a good good hunting dog. Yeah, she's got she's got the legs for it.
0: That's true. <laughs> Speaking of hawks, we almost had one riding with us. Oh yeah! Last weekend hmm. we were coming back right before we did the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I think you were like getting getting the, the recording yeah. like ready
1: to go almost. Yeah,
0: and the um, uh, red tail. Is that what you thought it was? I think it was I red, think it, tail. red tail hawk. either that or a buzzard? It comes out, I'm getting I'm getting penny all wound see. up here. It comes out of the field like from a it was on the fence. Yeah,
2: it was on the fence. I, didn't I think it was it was, it was heard, perched
0: on the on the fence, I, I and instead see. of going into the field, it came at the truck and it set its wings and while well, I mean you guys were there and saw it. Yeah. This this sucker set its wings and was a couple feet from my windshield. Mm-hmm. And like banked.
1: All I heard was like you go whoa 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 whoa, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked to the left and it was like right there on the truck almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: that
1: was pretty cool. Pretty cool. I, I haven't seen that probably ever.
2: That's cool.
0: I did get a, a quail this year with my truck. Did you also one? Yeah, it was stuck into my bumper. Did in my, you eat it? No, it was. Probably but it was it was stu- it was in my bumper for a couple days. I didn't realize it was it was there.
1: We were uh, having breakfast one time at my parents' house. They have these big bay windows. Copy a cubby of quail came in like like we're going after the house and one oh, man. one just hit and it died. I walked out, skinned it up. We ate it for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Yeah, no kidding. Um, it's worth it. Yeah. And it was you know it, we watched it happen. Their mm-hmm. windows are big. And they, My mom. She likes clean windows, so she's always washing them. Those was things have killed way more birds than any of us. <laughs> <laughs> and they're they the, they're always like kind of dusty, so you can just see the like the wing tips, and the, their poor faces just like crunched up.
0: That would be kind of a funny satire video of uh, having two people all fully cameled up, sitting next to a really clean window, all all like with their gun and their dogs, <laughs> and they just waiting there quiet. And have this thing boom, and like like oh we got one, <laughs> we'll grab it, pick it up. It would work, but I'm, I imagine there was no meat ruined at all. No, no, it no. perfect. It's perfect, stunned it, scared it, it to death. So there's certain times, like you talked about toasting that bird, mm-hmm. and then there's times where you get an animal that has no damage to anything. Yeah,
1: you can't even see where you hit it.
0: And I I, I read this passage in a book, and I feel like, I'll let you guys judge, but I feel it's a little bit bullshit. But it's a way, I was on the squirrel trend a little bit this year. And it's a way to bark a squirrel. They call it barking a squirrel without ruining any of the meat. So it says, now barking a squirrel is a neat trick, but most mountain boys could do it. A squirrel has little meat and sows not to spoil any of it. You don't shoot the squirrel. You shoot the branch he's sitting on or one close by. <clears throat> it knocks him out of it knocks him out of the tree or stuns him and sometimes kills him with flying chips. So this is like an old mountain or a young mountain boys or a mountain boys. I've trip. heard
1: it, I've heard about it all the time.
0: So you're taking a, a rifle and, and he's using he called a bollyard, where it's like a I think it was what would you call it? Um a muzzle muzzle loader. A muzzle. Loader, like a a rifle.
1: a rifle. Well a musket doesn't have any rifling. I don't know. I think a musket is smooth bore. I don't he know. just
0: says that I swapped a a ballard for so he that he's calling yeah. the gun a ballard and then, so I'm guessing the, a the, ball ball yeah.
2: yeah
0: but he's using that to hit the tree bark the squirrel knock it out of the tree or kill it I without feel, hit without shooting it I believe it hmm.
1: I have a story about
0: it I okay, not me personally
1: but my dad when he was younger I think he was in Idaho Montana, some place where they were they were hunting um, ground squirrels. And they were camping, and it was a pretty long shot, because it was like breakfast, and they go, oh, there's ground squirrels over there. Okay, well, let's take a shot at them. Well, he missed, but he hit a rock below it, and it just took the rock and just put it inside of the ground squirrels. And that's how the rats are outside. So rocked him. Rocked him. Not barked him. Barked him. Rocked, rocked him. Rocked him.
0: Rocked him dead. Uh, rocked him but dead.
1: But I've read it in a few like mountain man books. Those guys, they, if you hit it with the like their 50 caliber round, it's just it doesn't. You know, you have to hit it directly in the head. Mm-hmm. Or if you hit it, the bark but right right in front of them, it just shoots it huh. toward it.
0: I have a story it's similar. Trapping. I guess it could work. Barked
1: but it's with the white
0: tail. And it wouldn't be barked him or rocked him, but it would be... I've heard this story. I don't know, antlered him.
1: Oh, maybe I haven't.
0: So we are... Uh, we're actually we're picking up some geese decoys that we had uh, left in the field. And my buddy still had a deer tag. And back home on the certain side of the highway, you can shoot a high-powered rifle. So we're hunting on the what would be the, uh, the east side of the highway. And out in this field... Run some white-tail does, and then behind them, a white-tail buck, and it was a nice four-by-four uh, four white-tail. You know, a smaller basket buck, but it was still uh, a shooter for the later season. Mm-hmm. So he gets his thirty uh, out six <clears> out, <throat> Penny. Hush now. And he shoots and misses, and he he was like, "God damn it!" He's like, he, "So he shot again and missed." And I'm like, "What is going on?" Well, he he told me earlier that he had fallen. Earlier the day before oh no. with his gun. And so I knocked the side off. Mm. And on like the third or fourth shot, he shoots this thing right in the antler. And it drops. Well, it dropped and we didn't know where he'd hit it. So we get up to it. And I'm like, man, you made a kill. You made a heck of a shot. It's just, like, just like, like a potato. of potatoes. And we go up there and I'm like, it only has one antler. And then we found it laying there and he had hit the antler and killed it. It killed it. It didn't just knock it out. Well, yeah, it killed it. And, okay. and we were, like, worried about that because you hear these stories mm-hmm. and whether they're legend or yeah. truth. But, yeah, he antlered it. I'm like, and that it, is... That's pretty cool. And talk about not wasting any meat. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know? Now, but you also had a story, and I thought this was one you are telling about a uh, a deer that your sister had gotten where it, it like, ran into a fence. Or...
0: Oh, well, that... Um we were bow hunting and I thought this was interesting it ran into yeah so we were bow hunting and sitting in a blind and I'm I think I was trying to film her do this hunt and we had a we had a fawn come up like right to the blind and like look in the blind and it would be funnier to let her tell a story but we I was filming this fawn and it didn't have any spots and so I'm 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 uh, zoomed in on this fawn. And I'm thinking it's a, a nice sized doe. So oh, I'm, I'm just looking through the camera. And I'm like, "Randall, why don't you shoot?" She's like, "It's kind of small." I'm like, well, are you sure? She's like, "Yeah, it's kind of small." And so, like, I look up, and I thought the fa- I thought the deer was like 40 yards out. It's like 15. <laughs> but it's so, through the camera. I looked real close. Anyways, another deer had come out, and we could tell it was with some uh, a, a couple other deer that were smaller than it. So. It was a larger doe. We like okay. This is this is the large doe that's around mm-hmm. here. She, my sister is on my left, and the deer goes to our right. So I just lean back, and her bow is right across. You know my you know, my view, and she I was like, well, if you get a shot, she, you know take it. Make sure she's not walking. And she's like she like uh, she didn't really say anything. She just like shot, and I, I hear just a this smack something. So I was like, well, she hit it. And then a couple seconds later, this deer, same thing. You hear another flag just crack. And the deer, and, she, and my and my sister goes, it's dead. I'm like, what do you mean it's dead? And had jumped a log and crashed into another tree and, like, knocked it down. I'm like, you're so lucky. Your sister is really lucky. Yeah, she is pretty lucky. She's the luckiest. But, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was Taken out funny. by a tree. Yeah. yeah that's,
1: I, that's the first time I ever heard that. hmm I did see a photo. I don't know. We're going off, off of it.
2: No, up. this is kind of what I want to talk oh, about. So this, the,
0: the, the, the whole point of telling the barking of squirrel is to get us on the topic of legendary shots or, or trick shots you've heard of or some bullshit shots. So it doesn't have to be true, but it's, it could be a bullshit legend. You know, you hear about guys shooting an yeah. antelope for 100 yards, from 100 yards with a bow. or Yeah, I don't know
1: how that would happen. But, okay, so this weekend uh, when we were hunting that, um, that new property – we, we were looking at the fences most of the fences between the two between the span had like six little white flags on them,
2: hmm.
1: on the barbed wire and that was to help animals or you know birds or I don't think there's too many deer in there but there's probably deer there but that's just so that they could see it and not run into the tree
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so we talked about it for quite a while but I when I was um, at home I saw this Photo of a deer that its rear its rear two hooves were gone, and it was walking on just like bone. And it and I so I was reading the comments because they were saying like this deer's in my neighborhood. Like what do you think happened to? Why would it have this? And a bunch of people said that it was because it like it, when it jumped it like got its back paws or not paws but hooves stuck in a cyclone fence and it just. Mm. Gloved it like a like you see those stories about oh, right. men getting their yeah, I've seen, finger shit. So I thought that was pretty gross. That I mean that thing just probably wanted to die because it was just walking around on just bone.
0: Yeah, there's there was something on social media. These guys get let, letting a calf out go this year that was all caught up. What happens a lot mm-hmm. of times is like the like even barbed wire fence. You got the, your two lines, and usually it's the top and bottom wire, and their their feet don't quite clear, or even their front feet get under under the top and over the the next one down. Mm-hmm. And then imagine, oh, and it twists. Well, you know, on the corner posts uh, of the fence, when you see where they have the the wire, and then they have the um, the stick in the middle of the wire. And it looks yeah. like they just wound that, wound that stick up, mm-hmm. and that stick is holding those. That's the tension. That's yeah. what it's doing. It just, it just. Is it It creates like a snare
1: almost.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's kind of gross. That, I didn't even think about that. That's yeah, I've, a, I've actually seen that one. It thing. rolls over. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense like a cleat. But I, uh, I saw that photo.
2: Interesting. It's surprising it
1: lived. I'm sure it wasn't going to live for too much longer.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: Kind of a sad photo. And I
1: wonder, I wonder if you know they see that photo, if you can tell your... Like your first fish, fishing game. If they go out and they like humanely take that thing out, or if it just like
0: runs runs, its runs around,
1: and runs its course. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, things die in nature.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, a hunter is going to be like the easiest. So, like, one.
0: if it's in a community,
1: if I don't know if it was in a community or not. Or but
0: if it's like, yeah, I don't know. In do. most
1: part, the hunter, the way that if a hunter takes out an animal, that's going to be a lot nicer way to
0: go than most things. So let's move back a little bit to the trick shots, <laughs> away from the morbid <laughs> <Okay. laughs> deer dying, uh, tragic hind leg strips. Trick shots. Well, mm. trick shots are just th- th- something that may have happened that you're like, ah, I did not expect that to happen.
2: Mm.
0: Did, you, did you say you'd
2: shot, Chris, did you say you shot something with one shot? Yeah, just two ducks, one shot, just just kind just of crossed. Paths. Just oh, somehow happened. Just crossed. I shot, I was aiming for one and the other one just kind of happened. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I did that once.
1: Almost had a duck this year land inside my layoff oh, line. That was cool. So shot it, it was coming like at me and landed. Just, I grabbed it with my hand and put it behind me. So that was pretty cool. That's and cool. when I was younger, that happened with a goose with my dad. This was probably my like third. Maybe, maybe first goose I had ever gotten. We were past shooting these geese. Here they come. I'm sure my dad shot it. He said I shot it, but I'm mm-hmm. sure it was him. <laughs> so we shoot it, and then it's coming down. And we're kind of watching it. Dad just like grabs my back of my jacket and just pulls me back. <laughs> and it just drops.
0: <laughs> I hit Ryan with the duck. <coughs> we were like posted up on this pond, and. Who? My, uh, friend Ryan friend and, uh, and, uh, yeah, we were at, um, some private property that we've, we've hunted this pond for a lot of years and you know, like towards the end of that, uh, last half hour light, man, ducks would just start piling in. And so a guy would be out, you know, he'd be out trying to pick up your ducks and someone would be coming in and, mm. uh, I remember shooting one you, he's going, ow, Yeah, hit me, <laughs>
1: With a duck or you shot with, him? With the duck. Oh, okay. The duck. Have you ever been shot? Have you been rained on with shot? Uh
0: yeah, but it wasn't out hunting. Okay. We were um we were splitting firewood. When I was a kid. I was probably 8, 9. Okay. Dad, dad, my sister and my mom were out splitting firewood and uh, someone back there was there's a railroad track behind their old house that had a ditch running past it so people would go sit Below the bridge, it was, you know, the area was, like, it, it was a small bridge, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't, like, a big railroad trusses you'd think of. It was just, like, a, a little irrigation uh, ditch.
2: Like a culvert?
0: Is that what it is? No, it, it, I mean, it was a railroad truss. Oh. It was just small. So, like, oh, when you sure. stood up on one area, it was, like, maybe chest height. Mm-hmm. So, it made a really good blind. Yeah. And guys would go sit on it. And I don't know if you really were supposed to hunt the railroad tracks, but people would do it. And, uh, yeah, uh, the guys were out there hunting something, shot, and some shot came down on us and, and we were hitting, uh, the wood and I don't know if anyone actually got hit though. Did mm-hmm. you just hit the deck and yell at him or? Did your dad No, there yell at him? No, he was like, just happens. well, hope that doesn't happen again. My dad was actually very calm for us being so young Yeah, and just getting <laughs> shot, <laughs> like it was pellets?
1: you and I were at once and we were trying to set up on this spot and we didn't know these people very close and I think that they they did it on purpose but they they rained down on us
0: did they? was that on, the on
1: one? a it was
0: a, a loika oh yeah they rained down on us I think we were we ended up being closer than what you thought like it, at night sometimes it's hard to tell yes yeah. but I, and I think that they shot
1: our way just to let us know they could have used a flashlight or something but they rained down on us we, we had moved immediately
2: <laughs> yeah we were like
1: my brother at a, a dove hunt, he got he got mm. uh, rained on. He actually got like one underneath the skin, mm. and um, my dad was like, "Don't tell your mom." So he told my mom, <laughs> 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 and uh, I guess I guess my dad was very happy about it, and, but he's like, ah, what happens when you're hunting? It stays when you like stays out there. Don't bring it home." <laughs> That was his thing. He said, What happens in the duck line stays in the duck line. I don't know. Uh, he, I don't here's know some he, whiskey. I don't, yeah, I don't know how many times he said that, but it kind of was like
0: his thing. Have you ever betrayed that trust?
1: I don't think so. Well, basically, I think what it is is like, don't tell mom. Like, I've <laughs> told other stories. I think it's like, don't tell, don't tell your mom.
0: We'll yeah. Tell you. <laughs> Same buddy, Ryan. We were sitting at that same place, and every once in a while, um, about 9 o'clock when the geese start flying, they'd come up off the main river, and then every so often, they'd come low enough to get a shot at them. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, I'm, I'm going to shoot at these, and he goes, going, they're too high. We had like a group of, you know, six or so, I mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to shoot these, and he said, no, they're too high, don't shoot, you know, because people get mad at you when you, they call it sky skybusting, sky busting. yeah, mm-hmm. sky busting or whatever you call it. Basically what that means is that you're shooting at stuff that's too high and then they get smart throughout the year and so mm-hmm. it just lessens your chance of getting anything. So they were on the borderline of this, and I pop up and I put one right through the front of a, a goose and it came down and landed real close. I was like, yeah.
1: That's not a funny thing. We're close enough. <laughs> <laughs> close He's enough. just looking at me like what the <laughs> Every once in a while that there's got that one BB. <laughs> and yeah. Like it finds its way. Uh, I saw like you're talking about this. I saw this funny thing. I think it was on Facebook, but it was it was just basically the same story. And then like the guy turned to the, his hunting buddy says like, "The force is strong with you, young Skybuster." <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have an old video when we used to run with the camera and doing that, and um, but Justin was uh, we could. Try to tempt him to shoot, he'd get pretty excited. So you can hear in the video going, Justin, shoot him, shoot him. And these things, you could tell, like, I started telling the video, but being there, they were a long ways away, and he shot and, like a whip, big time. We're just like, you know, we're all laughing at him. That was a really fun time of hunting. Growing, like, teenage type years. We would go out and, um, Typically, what would end up happening, we had a few good days. But if we had, like, nine ducks in a day, it was like, we had a of lot of ducks. And, you know. and typically what would happen is we'd go out, oh, sit, we'd get bored, sit. and we start walking around. And someone would fall in and have to go to the truck. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, pretty much every time. Because <laughs> we would, we were back in the, um marshland. And we called them sinkholes, and you'd just be walking, and it would be solid ground, and all of a sudden, you'd be up to your hip, and, and then we didn't have chest waders. And a lot of times, you'd just go out in, like, your uh, irrigation muck boots, mm-hmm. So, you had to be really careful where you walked. Well, you'd step in a hole and go up past your knee, and then, so then we moved up to the hip waders, and then you go up to your hip, and then we'd had times where, like, you'd jump, try to jump across something, and the first two guys would make it, and the third guy would fall <laughs> in. There was several yeah. times where Justin would end up in the pickup truck and we'd show up and he'd be butt naked <laughs> <laughs> with the heaters going rush What are you doing? Up. It's like, oh, freezing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, he was known for that, though. Maybe we'll have him on sometime. He could defend his story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> picking on the guy. I'm glad I don't work.
1: have, like, I'm not known in this group for doing stuff like
0: that. No. Not, no. Yet. not yet. Not because,
1: yet, at I mean, it used to be known that I was fine. It's not a good shot for this year. Yeah, but I know. The,
0: I think we've changed roles. I like, got in my <laughs> hand with that dang um, plug thing.
2: You just have to go buy one now. Got a plug with the choke. You have to go buy one. I have three of them
0: that came with the gun, so I might have to sacrifice the one and try the other three out. And mm-hmm.
1: then I think if you just get the choke wrench, it's gonna come right out.
0: Hopefully. Yeah. Now
1: I think I talked to you about this, but when you cleaned your bore. Ever did you ever take out the uh, the choke when you, when you cleaned a bore?
0: Yeah, I, I I did. I just I don't remember doing it last year.
1: Because when you take out, say you take out your choke and then you then you ream your or not ream but you. Put oh, it I in a I
0: don't. I've never done it with it out.
1: Okay, well if you had that the, the threads will get gunked up and that same kind of thing will happen. Just seize get on. seized up.
0: They um, get kind of gritty and grimy ooh. and. I think it's just a lack of having some sort of oil. Speaking
1: mm-hmm. of, like, cleaning your board, have you ever seen those shotgun shells that have, like, a bore like, it just you shoot, it cleans your board?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I saw it on YouTube, I think, the other day. It's uh-huh. so a single shot. It has,
2: I think it just uh, has, oh, like... It has a charge. And yeah,
1: and some <laughs> cotton or
0: something. Boop! just... How does it discharge it? Does it need gunpowder?
1: I'm sure it has some type it of It has to have some
0: wouldn't the cleaner be in front of the gunpowder, and then you'd clean it, and then? Well,
1: it's gonna just maybe not. It's not gonna be a high. It's not gonna charge. be perfect. It's not gonna make it. It's not gonna. Be, but you're gonna shoot it. I mean, the just next just day. Enough. But most of the time, if you're shooting your shotgun all the time. Your bore's gonna be pretty clean. I have a bunch of duck feathers in my shotgun when I was cleaning it. That's good. All kinds of feathers, and my couch.
0: This time of year, the kitchen's got feathers, the back yep. porch has feathers, the Everything truck has, has feathers, feathers. Mm-hmm. shotgun has feathers, duck coat has feathers. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good thing. It's, a, it's mm-hmm. a good thing. hmm
1: Right, Penny? I mean, we're talking about, like, more of a crazy shots.
0: Well, that's kind of what the, we were. What I was looking for, is uh, some of these fables or legends. Of I have a good fishing the one. The local legend of, yeah, let's hear a fishing one. So, well, it's not
1: local legend. But doesn't matter. It was just, it's a thing that happened to my dad and I. And then it just like happened, it's happened like pretty much like every year since. I
0: like good fishing story. All right. Mm-hmm.
1: So there's this lake we fish often in the early season
0: because
1: it's stocked. And they stock it with big fish. We like to go catch those fish. You guys have like...
0: Like triploids?
1: No, just like big old Mondo trout mm-hmm. from the uh, from the hatchery. And we usually go every year, we're catching... They're not triploids. Huh? <laughs> I know, I heard you whisper. Chris is giving me no knowing, knowing
0: glances over here. <laughs> like they're triploids.
1: Those those ones I showed you a picture of last year, those weren't triploids. Those were just
0: big old bull trout. The one I, I caught last year was triploid. That was a triploid? Out of that it Lake. No, the one that um, I caught below the... Coolie dam.
2: Mm, yep, that was triploid.
1: But the one you caught in Medical wasn't. and That was just a big trout.
2: I think those are triploids too. What's considered a triploid, not triploid? I
1: don't know. And I thought they were ones go. that
2: couldn't reproduce.
1: These are the these are no, no, no. these are the no. fish that are like too old, and they're, they're they've gotten big enough in the hatchery, and their noses are all like <laughs> ripped up, and they're just well, they're feeding the yeah, ground. they're like twenty two inches. I remember when you were doing this. Yeah. Every year... Well, I've seeing seen the pictures. So every year we go in this lake, and they kill it off often because it's gotten stuff in it. So they use that, that poison in it quite mm-hmm. often. Every year, since I was pretty little, we go back into this corner to go pee. Peeing off the boat, it calls in the trout. <laughs> and our, our poles are always in the water. Every year, we get a bite while... Someone, anyone? Usually, just me and my dad in the in the boat. Every year, one one of the fly poles gets hit, and we got a trout on. Wow, we're peeing!
0: You got two trout on. <laughs> <laughs> Holding the wrong rod. Yeah. Every year, boom happens every year. So on another not um, legendary story, but on another peeing in the woods story, the funniest thing that it, the hardest i've laughed this past year was when we were at sprague lake mm. and we were coming out of the wind and there was like three foot uh waves yeah, white capping was... over and we we had been taking a, little, a couple nippers yeah we drink been drinking beer. drinking some beer because well,
1: it was like 20
0: degrees it was out. cold it was like it, it was, was
1: like sideways freezing rain it was windy we had no business being in this lake trying to go fishing we were trying to <laughs> fish it
0: was, it was not happening well and I'm sure it was probably, it's probably the coffee, we didn't drink that much, probably it was the coffee yeah, in the, on the way It out. wasn't, it, we were like, Well, were, we we were, were on drunk the boat on fun, long we were drunk on fun, because yeah. it, like,
1: it was no other reason for us to be out there, No, other than just like, oh, yeah, got nothing else to do this weekend.
0: Well, and I guess you're sitting <laughs> in a boat long enough, you're going to have to pee. Yeah. yeah. So, I think it was, you took the first turn, and I'm driving, <laughs> and you, the boat, you couldn't get off the power we are heading back and you couldn't mm-hmm. get off the power or else it would just blow us straight around and we'd be sideways in these waves yeah we're so going into the wind i had to keep on the power <laughs> and i realized that the only way that you could pee off the boat safely was to go right off the front yeah. <laughs> so you're exposed to the oncoming waves and i realized if i hit these waves just right it's gonna <laughs> come I, it might was it you or it might have been andrew that was.
2: got it first i think andrew was first i don't know who it was first. oh it was, it
1: was me. It was you that was peeing first, <clears throat> and then hit, we were driving. Oh, maybe that's what it was. We all three And then, we, and the then all three of us
0: took turns <laughs> to peeing in the water. I think that's what it was. I might have went first. Yeah. And then you guys were like snickering I, back there, and then I had control and you guys were driving. I think it, and you, you guys got, got the worst. Well, I'm
1: right. sure it was the worst. You- <laughs> so
0: anyways, what we were doing was timing these waves so they would splash intentionally over the front.
1: Yeah, it has.
2: It's because you were last. We were we were ready for you.
1: And I also was wearing waiters, so I had to be like
2: the bare ass ones. Yeah, there was... was
1: there was no there was no half ass in that going pee. It was whole ass. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. We had no business going. <laughs> no fish in there. We were the
0: only boat in the water. You would you would be peeing and then you'd hit a wave and then you would stop peeing and then you'd go. <laughs> <and like>,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was. was but, fun. And, you know, we got there and it was crappy weather. Yeah, but the only we reason we still went out—that yeah. that was the thing. We were like, okay, well, we go home and, and we could not, go
0: home and watch football with the and, masses and
1: not fish or, or we can go be out here.
0: Nope. Yep. We, we didn't even catch anything. No, we, we didn't, didn't catch anything. anything. And then we get to the shore, and there's a kid sitting there with like a stringer. Well, he had one, he caught a huge one. Yeah, he caught one big one from the shore. Oh yeah, right here by the boat launch, fellas. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> when are
1: we going to go fishing next? I don't
0: know. Gotta get over this bird itch.
1: Mm. I mean, I kind of got a fishing itch. You did too. You were tying flies the other day.
2: Yeah, that's what happens. You don't know, shoot any birds. He's a bad shot. He's gotta do something. <laughs> gotta <keep his laughs> He's good at time flies. Let him tie flies. I yeah, s- if
0: you want to see an expert wood bug tie, go to the his YouTube channel. Yep.
2: Yep. It's a good one.
1: Now, I've done it with four birds this year, but
0: have you skinned any birds? I I just this... skinned a pheasant last year, but I haven't this year. I did the pentail, but I'm a little, I don't know. It was a little tore up. So you
1: were the kind of you kind of started me on this.
0: I would like. To finish the pintail and do the taxidermy work on it, but the the I was watching some stuff online and my bird is not in that that good of shape. That good of shape.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't know if it's worth the money to get all the components, get all the stuff. Which it, it would be worth the, like the learning, you know? You can try, yeah. And then we just throw it in with the field decoys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So I I skinned
1: that pheasant that we mm-hmm. got the other week. I skinned it. And I actually let it, like, I put it in my free refrigerator and didn't clean it or anything. I just put it in, guts and everything, just like Mm. Europeans do. And it was like, it was in there for three days. I took it out and I skinned it. This was the first time I had ever done that. And I I really, I thought it was a lot of fun. Mm. So, and then I just salted it. And I've done it with that bird. I've done it with a hun and a quail, which was really difficult,
2: mm-hmm. and a snipe. How did they turn out?
1: Well, that, the, the only one I was like being really, really delicate about was that pheasant. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, I did it pretty quick. I'm getting much faster at it now. Yep. They work pretty good, but I, I did them for flies because I wanted to be able to say, okay, I got this bird, I'm um, going to make this fly, and then I'm going to catch this fish. Yeah. From start to be from the beginning to end.
0: There you
1: go. I thought it'd be kind of fun,
0: but from shotgun to fly yeah. to rod to table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, catch shoot catch cook. Yeah, yep. shoot catch cook exactly. Yeah, and I thought it'd be fun. I so, think so you're onto something there. The uh, so shoot cook. catch cook. I
1: like that. The snipe is pretty buggy. Like the feathers on there, they're mm-hmm. pretty buggy. And same with that hun; they're really buggy too. Yeah but I'm, I'm excited for
0: that. Oh, one more shot I should share. Not not me, but uh, my dad take, had taken me out to elk hunting. I was uh, 15, 16, and we'd, we sat down to eat a sandwich, and I'm sitting there just hanging out, eating a sandwich, and my dad all of a sudden makes a move for his gun, pulls up, on one knee and as he gets ready to shoot he's, sw- he's swinging across this field and I catch what he's shooting at and it's a Kyle running at full pace and he's, out, he's using his 30 out of six and he, he just poof, shoots it and drills it and this thing just tumbles done and he sets back down and starts eating a sandwich like he did that on purpose. <laughs> I'm like, holy cow! That's skill. And he, so I think it surprised him that he actually shot it. Mm-hmm. But then he sat back down, like, "What's up?" That's how yeah. you do it. Son. That's how you do it. <laughs> you do it son. Actually, I think he showed some more emotion. I think he was pretty, We were pretty excited he got it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was like one of those crazy shots. Like one of those shots that you're like surprised it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That happens though. Yep. Not to me. What happens.
2: I've never done that before.
0: It was mm-hmm. a, an incredible shot. He, he knew it. <laughs> For sure. I think there's this. He's uh, like, I want to be able to brag about this one forever. <laughs> you
1: know, that, I think that's uh gosh, it's a uh,
0: comedian. The here's here's
1: your sign guy. Bill Ingwall. Bill Invol. He has this bit where he does where he's talking about I think he was with his dad or he was with his son. And they were like Turkey Hunting and his dad. His, uh, he got out of the truck, like, pulled over real quick. His dad, like, took a handgun, shot the bird, like, like Starsky Hutch style. And he looks at his son and goes, like, that's how it's done. Then, like, five minutes later, the bird comes alive. Like, he didn't hit it. He just, like, scared the crap <laughs> <laughs> But I think there's got to be a few times when you're growing up where your dad just has to, like, really show you like oh yeah he's the man
0: <laughs> i think it's a re- father's responsibility mm-hmm. to notice when you've uh you shocked and awed your kid <laughs> yeah. and to fill those shoes of being superman
1: i think so yeah well, the alpha alpha mm-hmm. just like
0: man that was amazing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
1: see that <laughs> yeah not too much longer now where- oh critters gonna, have-, he's gonna have-, yeah. have to do that
0: i know yeah it's gonna happen you're gonna have to take up some time
2: flies hobbies and some in the house stuff time landings
1: we're gonna have to like come out and be like Chris listen to the fun things we did yeah
2: <laughs> tell me how you guys did I
1: wanna know do yeah, you wanna come on a, know a the pod- podcast and listen to us talk about <laughs> yeah. what we <I> did Listen <laughs> to you guys
0: no it'll be fun I'm excited for it I'm for excited you guys. for
1: you now when's that, that's uh, that, I mean it's a couple weeks end of, January. end of January a
2: little more in a couple weeks a
1: little more in a couple Sorry. Yep. well it's pretty exciting mm-hmm.
0: yep, yep. you kind of lucked out you didn't have to buy a bunch of christmas presents this year no <laughs> baby's snuff.
1: first christmas is a whole year
0: away yep. <laughs> yeah you can start saving up yeah
1: i know you know the thing is though like juliet she's never gonna be able to have like that good distance between christmas and i know
2: She's in a little distance. It's the end of January.
0: She's like, gonna be able to pick up everything she didn't get for her for Christmas.
1: Yeah, but like, if your birthday is like in January, you always get like not as good presents. Hmm. You always get your good presents on Christmas.
0: Hmm. My birthday falls too early for getting any type of good stuff for hunting. Mine's in March. Hmm. You do. You can clean up a little bit on fishing. Fishing yeah. stuff. Mine. Is but it now not, it's like I don't get much to anything for Christmas anyway, yeah. so... Mine's in July, for, so uh, I have like birthday. a long distance <clears throat> between like...
1: So mine's July. in
2: June, so it's not too bad. Oh. I don't
1: know. I've never really liked having a birthday. I've I never really enjoyed them, so I don't really celebrate them that, that much. I do like Christmas a lot, though. I get pretty, uh, pretty into pretty it. Pretty
2: excited about I get pretty Christmas. into it. Into the Christmas spirit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I said Merry Christmas today to a customer, and
0: they yelled at me <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes my christmas spirit gets smashed down but i just keep it going <laughs> yeah it was nine o'clock maybe earlier than that this morning and i hear in chris's office <laughs> <laughs> what was it jingle bells
2: or jingle all i, went, I cranked went for christmas aura. just, just christmas music just, I'm, like, I'm like hey ben Hawks loves Christmas, but I go, <laughs> he just cranks. And then out. I wake up, and so I look back, and he's, like, glaring at me. I'm like, oh, like turn, turn it down. Shit <laughs> off.
1: You don't um, even like it, like, a little bit?
2: I
0: don't know. A, one one week before, I don't mind it. Two weeks is too early. I blared it.
1: Like, as soon
0: as it's, like,
1: October, I start like, humming, humming, like, Rudolph the Redman's.
0: October?
1: Yeah, it's, like, in right. my I gotta head. do it. Really? December. I don't like to listen to, but I do sing it. I really sing.
0: He was the youngest child. Yep, yeah. Yeah.
1: Sure. I was. I am. So is he.
2: Yeah, but he <laughs> might as well be the oldest. <laughs> okay. That's very true.
0: <laughs> I'm firmly the youngest. But quite a firm Are you going youngest. down there this weekend to visit yep. your brother?
2: Going to Moses.
0: Visit the old big brother. So yep.
2: now you're hunting down. Well, oh, the right? birds should be moving.
0: So we'll talk about what the birds are doing now. Like, we had a crap weekend for birds this weekend, but we're now, supposedly,
2: supposedly, when I drove through there, there was flocks of ducks everywhere, so I should, should be
1: holding. I, now, and the get, water's moving around in there.
2: I think, th- I don't know, uh, his father in law supposed to check this week. I'm going to text him and see if he did a little scouting for me. Are you hunting this weekend? Bri's flying in, so I am trying to
0: hunt. I keep telling her we're going hunting. keeps and She keeps telling me I'm not going hunting. Okay. So, I might convince her to do some sort of walk.
2: That you're walking with her job. It's a hard sell, man.
1: You should take her for a drive in that cool
2: area we were at. Yeah, I should. That actually is She'd, she'd walk in there. Or you can drive up and try to find some grass. Bring snowshoes. Yeah. Ooh, cross-country skis.
0: Do you have snowshoes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just one pair, though. <laughs> you borrow my second
2: pair for her. I got another pair. She'll, she'll appreciate that, Andrew. Go mm-hmm. fitter. Yeah. I got a county size. If you want to go. Chris, do you want to sign us off? I was trying to remember how you guys do that, but... Andrew, you want to do it? Yeah, Andrew, to do it.
1: Thanks for joining us for another cast from the blind. We'll uh, catch you next time.
0: Catch you next time. Perfect. Well, I hope you enjoyed another episode of BlindCast. If you haven't already, you can follow us on Instagram at BlindCast1. Again, that's BlindCast1 on Instagram. Thanks for listening, and hope you tune in next time for another Cast from the Blind.